When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You name it. <laughs> we we could have just done our entire draft right there. I mean, right, exactly. We could have done. Listen the to Shirley draft Caesar. Right All right, she's a legend. Why wow, this is a banger. Yeah, shouts to DJ Remus Scott Sway. This is good. Okay, so we had our uh, draft yesterday. Every Thursday we do a draft. Yesterday was Thanksgiving dishes, side dishes, whatever, whatever you want to put in. Mixed everything in, and. I think the order was Jorge, myself, Emily, Me, and then Trav. Trav, and then Snake Draft. We go back around. Okay, two I ha- white people bringing up the rear. Yes, but I have multiple questions Let's about hear them. like what do you got? What wh- your various strategies going into this? Kay. Because as okay, I, off the rip, yeah, sweet potato pie not making it. Very anti-black. Boo. Just joking. I hate but sweet I'm not potatoes. joking. Again, okay. They they there's hate that. You. I like sweet. Sweet potato pie is the superior pie to pumpkin pie. This is a non-question. Well, I'm not even talking about the pie. I'm just saying sweet potato in general. Do you yeah. like sweet potatoes yes, in general? Yes, of course I, I like do. sweet potatoes. But that's not. I'm not even getting on you about that. Okay. What my question is here is like, how do how do yams go twelve? How does ham get to the second round? Why is turkey even on the board? Like there are so many different questions <laughs> turkey, here. As to turkey shouldn't have been how drafted. it all. Turkey as listen. Yeah. Turkey is like the fullback of Thanksgiving dinner. That is an antiquated style of offense. Yeah. You go to a dinner, turkey, okay. But like come I get it, on. But it's Thanksgiving. We've moved into a realm where we understand. Sometimes you need that fullback that to get turkey, that key block in there. Uh, name a fullback in the NFL right now. Uh I'm gonna Kyle check. Yeah, okay, go. sure. That's one. <laughs> Nailed it, Alan. I was going to go yeah. Lorenzo Neal with the Chargers DJ like won. 20 years right. ago. That's one guy on one team that yeah. you could name off the top, but that's yeah. it. But Turkey's you you not can't. a second-round pick in a three-round draft. Of me. everything you not said, the turkey is absurd that turkey wouldn't be on a list. That's absurd that it wouldn't be on the list. I don't think it is, bro. Everybody's going to pick turkey. Uh, again. Trav should have gone turkey before no, he took turkey, whatever. Trav took cranberry sauce You can Turkey is turkey. like a kicker. You can get a turkey on the street for from a po- politician sure. for value with ease. Yes. They're literally throwing them out of trucks. Every house every is week. centered around that turkey for Thanksgiving. See, you got you to branch out, bro. I'm telling you, man. Well, the biggest I'm, thing in my household, mm-hmm. or in our family, used to be the ham, the walking around ham. The walking around him is would have been my top pick, not even close, because the walking around him okay. has a two-factor element. Number one, ham is delicious. Jorge took the ham. Yeah. Ham is delicious. Mm-hmm. But I'm not just talking about you serve it at dinner with the turkey. No, no, no. The ham goes out in the morning so that all of the jabrones that are trying to find their way into the kitchen yeah. to pick up. No, no, no. Hit the ham. You grab a piece of that ham, you walk around with that ham. That's the walking around ham. Ham is top seed. Not even close. I definitely okay, what else do you have a walking around ham yes. family. Yeah. This is this is a factor. Okay. Um maybe it's a Virginia thing. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna th- green beans, Walter. What's okay, what's, okay, what's okay. that? Give I don't, I'm not Listen, sure what that means. This is my family thing. Okay. okay? I'm, I'm not, I'm not Let me introduce you to, to is, white people Thanksgiving, okay? <laughs> so this is my family so. by, the, by the way, just so you know, the, of the of the twelve <laughs> oh items of the twelve items drafted of our family. 
Uh, I think one is only actually on the table. And it <laughs> might just be turkey. Everything else is from Iraq. And your whole draft oh, right. should have just been Middle Eastern Thanksgiving foods. Right. No, because I, so- I, I wish I had a normal Thanksgiving. <laughs> I have to wait to go to Whole Foods a couple days later. But green beans, Walter, is green beans casserole. Okay. Okay. So it's my family calls it Green Beans Walter because my grandfather one time was to my grandmother was like, hey, Marcy, what are we having for dinner? And then she's like, Green Beans Walter. And so then we called Green Beans Castle, Green Beans Walter on both sides of my family, both my mom's side and my dad's side. So I thought that's just what it's called. That's funny. That's funny. That's a good pick. It's my favorite item. I like that. Okay. Because I was wondering also where like... I, I go for the vegetables in my house, the greens, the yeah. collards, yeah. as we like to call them, required. Because yeah. the ham then goes into the collards. And it, oh, they were. But eight, can we have that at any time, though? It's they not just a Thanksgiving specific. I can also have apple pie at any time. But you're what right, I'm saying right. is that, like, that to me is my. I'm just saying that would have been my green. Okay. Um, can I just ask you a very, rolls? Can I ask you a What? <laughs> what? All right, come on. Yeah, as you, as you, good Bro, question. You even, can have the yeah. We have bolillos. Yeah, like, I was gonna say, a, I'm the same thing here. I'm yeah, just, I'm, I'm just picking drafting things. Y'all pick your own. You know? I'm drafting things that I don't I could have said tamales, bro. I you should have. Yes, okay. The point so of this we is had, to do your well, look, draft look, picks. Look, look, I took, I took, um, I took stuffing, I took turkey, and I took, I think it was pumpkin pie, right? Yeah. Stuffing, not dressing is your situation? But you took like, whatever the difference chalk. Stuffing. I did take chalk. Stuffing is definitely not going to be there on Thursday at the Sliwa household. No, that's not. that's going quickly. But any time, no, no. Oh, you're saying you're exist. not, it's not even on the table, exist. literally. But anytime I've had stuffing in my life, I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. How is stuffing not there? They don't, they don't make You know how many nights I got through in college with a box of stovetop and ramen? Poof, way too many. Stuffing is delicious. Now, here's my last biggest beef with this whole thing. Yep. Now, I see that under first round pick cranberry sauce, Travis has gone <laughs> traditional, as it's known. Sure. I mean, I don't this, know how he took cranberry this, sauce this, with his first this, pick. First of all, that's crazy. Yeah. And second of all, I mean, if it's not in a can and it's not ice cold, and if it doesn't make a sound coming out of the can while I'm looking at it going onto the plate, I'm not eating it. All this, I mean, I got people that eat this kind of cranberry sauce, but this is this is not cranberry sauce to me. That's a sauce coming out this, of the can. This is something else. Also, you can mess with cranberry sauce in general. Yeah, I don't I'm do not it. A, like, I'm not right. a cranberry and sauce that, and it's, You know, like I'll split like one of the little squares with like my brother or whatever, one of the circles with my brother. It'll be like, here, cut that in half. Yeah. It's nice and cold. You know, you might throw it to the dog or something. Clinton, but like, yes. you want to hear about some real white people terrible food? Yes, Okay, definitely. so this is what my mom <laughs> makes every year. Sorry, mom, you might be listening, is but you know it's one? bad. Is this the it's one? a jello salad. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so it's essentially like... Jello, mandarin oranges, like can, some sort of marshmallow fluff. I can see fluff. the like seventies magazine print ad. Yes, with it has, this. It is from my Polish grandma that she made for forever. Marcy, do, do out most to people you. in your family like it? No, everybody hates it. It's literally just my mom makes it to honor her mother, but because she likes it, so Did she sh- always makes it, and then she gets really mad. I was gonna say it gets it. So one 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 Thanksgiving, does, does it she got jiggled know that and it got don't like destroyed. It? Or a little did, bit. Or does she, nobody tell her? No, we tell her, okay. and she does not like. <laughs> we tell her that wow. we don't like it. So you just let her have her happiness. So it's my mom and my aunt, the only ones that like Jello salad, and they keep the tradition going for Marcy and because of themselves. That's cool. I get um, it. So that's very Pennsylvania Pittsburgh of them. Deviled eggs also could have made an appearance on this list. Deviled eggs. You know what I'm saying? Like, like that's a very that's like a very sort of okay, Thanksgiving also, family that's gathering that's deal. Breakfast. We're not, we're not, we're not making, making it either. That's like, not I'm just having it at a restaurant. I mean, we're not. Wait, you're having deviled eggs? I don't think I would ever eat deviled eggs from a restaurant. No, no. But what we're saying is, what restaurant serves deviled eggs? There's a there's a place. 
in uh, she's in like, pa- hold on, stop. There's the a place show. in Pasadena. Sure, it's called Luggage Room. It's like a good pizza spot. Okay. Um, the well, pizza they, spot serves definitely. No, no, no. They do. It's like a. There's two restaurants in one. Okay. Okay. And part of their appetizers. One of the things on there is deviled eggs, and I have definitely ordered deviled eggs. Wow. That's a homemade thing. Yeah. That's a grandma thing. That's a mom thing. Yeah. Yeah. I would not trust a restaurant to make me deviled yeah, eggs. Yeah, exactly. But y'all, y'all ain't got no y'all ain't got no black eyed peas on here. No cobblers. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> this is very not cookout friendly I'm Thanksgiving. Sorry, bud. Just so you know, I just I just noticed that because I saw some tweets about it. And I was like, let me listen to this, and I looked at the list. And I was like, oh my goodness, bro, my list ham dropping in the second round. We got problems. My list could have had pozole on you it. Should bro. Have, you have should have done that. Okay, that would have been. Okay, I'm like, we would have dolma on ours. We'd yeah, have exactly. curry on ours. So next year, next year, anyway, right? Next year, we'll have a larger family. Draft, you know what I'm sure. saying? Get five or six people in here. Day. <laughs> you, said, you said Pick dinner rolls. Things. You said dinner rolls. What, what's the bread? You said bolillo. We get bolillos. I'd have pita bread in ours. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> pita bread. Okay, so it's the same thing. That's what we're gonna have the same thing for Thanksgiving. But we gotta keep it broad. It's, it's just dinner rolls. Yeah, I love it. We but you don't have to keep it broad. You can do it individually. We tried accommodating to yeah, the masses. To there. That's yeah. why it says Jeez. green beans Walter instead of green beans casserole because it's Emily's dinner. <laughs> now that's funny. Green beans Walter. Now that you've explained it, is probably the best actual pick on here. Do you think there's some? You think there's some truth to? I, I, maybe this is not the right way to put it. Um, last couple of days, we've been hearing about the Chicago Bulls are basically saying hey, we're not going anywhere. We got players that got contracts, and they could very well start rebuilding. Um, they got interesting pieces. Okay. Zach Levine, interesting piece. Demar Derozan, a, a nice player. He's been a player for, or he's been a, a nice player in the league for a long time. Alex Caruso, one of the best defenders in the league, and I'm sure. Uh, you, did, did you mean? NBA champion Alex Caruso. And I'm sure the Lakers still sit here today saying, what the hell were we doing with Alex Caruso? And oh, by the way, that contract that he has is nothing. It's one of the more favorable contracts in the NBA. And uh, anyways, clearly a mistake that the Lakers made. Jovan Buha, who writes for The Athletic, um, does a fantastic job covering the Lakers. Part of his piece says that the Lakers have real interest in Zach Levine at the right price. Don't get me wrong. I know anytime rumors start coming up, there's certain franchises tied to it. It helps promote it. The yeah. Lakers, I feel like, are tied to every every transaction in the leg. Yeah. The Lakers are linked with. Is it just me, or did it seem like Miles Turner and Buddy Hield played for four years for <laughs> they, the Lakers? <laughs> extensive careers with the proverbial Lakers. Yeah, I think I bought a Buddy Hield jersey. I think it's honestly were, I like think Austin Reeves continuously being linked to Taylor Swift is like Tyrese Halliburton or whatever. Yeah, like, no, it's being true. Linked. It's You're like, right. It's You're never right. going to happen. Not going to happen. happen. And the reason why I set it up that way is. I know that part of this is just media and clicks and, yeah. you know, first take can go on and they could say, what would this trade look like? And it's much more appealing to talk about the Lakers than it is the Thunder. Okay? I guess. Um, but part of this article, Jovan says that the Lakers have real interest in Zach Levine. I'm just going to give you a little bit of background here because I, I think it's important to know. Shams put out a tweet as well. There's increased openness for the Bulls of trading. And um, it's not just the Lakers. There's plenty of teams that are involved. Zach Levine is owned owed a lot of money, so it's big not, money, big money, and it's not like you're just grabbing Zach Levine. And I'm a, I know we always like to look at it. Well, let's just look at it from a Lakers perspective. Well, you're trading with another team. How about you look at it from the Bulls' perspective? Right. Do you have something that the Chicago Bulls would be interested in if this is a team hypothetically rebuilding? If you asked me, 
Are they interested in D'Angelo Russell? I would say no. I don't think they would be interested in D'Angelo Russell. I just that's my personal opinion. Rui Hachimura. Would they be interested in Rui Hachimura? Maybe. But Perhaps. Let me, let me caution you this on Rui. Rui got paid $51 million, $17 million a year for three years because of what he did in the playoffs, not because of what he did throughout his entire career. There's a little bit of risk to that contract. I can't sit here and tell you that, that he'll live up to that contract or maybe he'll surpass it. There have been times, just using this year as an example, where I'm like, geez, Rui, where were you? Mm-hmm. And then he was out four games, concussion protocol. And then he's had some games where I'm like, damn, dude looks really good. The Black Ninja, good at disappearing. He's looked really good. <laughs> he's looked really good. So I, I think the Zach Levine chatter is interesting. I think conceptually for me, I think the bigger topic is, damn, 12 games in and we're already – it's the, the chatter is already starting. Is that because – it's a real Lakers feel like they have a real issue with their roster and they feel like they need to make a big move or is this just chatter that comes around with the Lakers you got to hope it's the la- the latter if you're a Lakers fan what was the thing i've said over the past two seasons that i could not deal with from the Lakers front office lee the constant roster turnover and lack of continuity created a lot of laker fans feel the same created a problem in terms of their ability to gel never mind grow this was the one off season they kept a few things together yeah you went from one media day to another and you knew half the guys as opposed to not only are we going to flip the roster in the off season we're going to flip it at the trading deadline we're going to flip it at the end of the season and we're going to flip it again like okay everybody's here. The furniture has set in a little bit in the living room. And this is why I said what I said earlier in the show. If you believe that your team needs to both be dominant in the regular season in order to get to the playoffs in terms of how you put them together, you're going to constantly be in this mode. The lack of trust that this front office seems to have in the guys on the team is beyond me like it might just be this is an average basketball team in the regular season it happens again there are many franchises out there that kind of don't know what they're doing the Bulls would be one. They've been trying to figure this little situation and combination of guys out with superstars, a role player, a side guy for a decade. The and Knicks. they haven't gone anywhere. The Knicks. The Knicks are a great example of this. Mm-hmm. It is not a given that you're going to be dominant because just what you think makes sense is a move that's available. And for me, the Lakers are a squad, again, built for the playoffs. And what makes that better? continuity of guys that trust each other, know each other, Mm -hmm. and can understand what they can get out of each other. Throwing Zach Levine into the mix right now and giving up two of the guys that might be your most contiguous players in terms of that little back end of your team, I would not do that. If I were the Bulls, I wouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. And to say that he's got a big number, Zach Levine, it ain't just a big number. It's huge. It's a huge number. Mm -hmm. This year, 40 mil. Next year, 43. 43. 25, 26, going once, going twice, 45, 26, 27, we get up to 49 million. What are we doing? Okay. You know what? For an an expensive experiment. Let let me say this. That doesn't make sense to me, Slee. Let me say this. If he plays no defense. Let let me say this about if there was a player. The issue I have with trade talk now is we're 12 games in. Right. You have plenty of time to figure out if if we're sitting here, let's say, 30 days from now, and it's like, 
Man, that engine just really ain't going. Let's say they're 500. You say so, they're, if they're under 500 at Christmas, you've got a reason to make some changes? No, what I'm saying is you have time to figure out what you have. Right. So you're 6-6 six and six on November 17th. You're great at home. Dicey on the road. Okay. Let's say December 17th. I'm just going to use for sake of math. Let's say you're 12-12. 12 and 12. You're okay. having around 500. And then let's say in another month after that, now you're into January. You know when the trade deadline is? It's the it's basically the end of the first week of February. The second or week the of February. Start of, yeah. The start of the second right. week in February. Okay. Why there's no need for the Lakers to panic on anything. I agree. I, I, I will give Palenka this credit in the offseason. Not only did he bring guys back, but every one of the contracts is not a terrible contract. No. The, and there's there are guys at the right age too, so that if you need to make a deal, let's say the Bulls don't want D'Angelo Russell, but say, all right, but there isn't that many years left on his contract. Not The numbers aren't crazy. And I'm not saying, I'm just using that as an example. The panic is not now. No. Yes, the Lakers are trying to win now. Yes, they're trying to, as best LeBron is going to be in his, you know, he's in his 21st Right, we're still season. in the window, proverbially. Yeah. We got to speed things up. It's, it's a little bit different. But that's the thing, that's the thing I keep going back to. Vando hasn't played a game yet. He's going to be a starter. Gabe Vincent will eventually come back. You're 12 games into the season. Rui missed four games. Um, LeBron and AD have had some moments inside. Do we even know what we have yet? I don't think we have any we have yet. Okay, I know we got to go to break here real quick. Let's do this when we come back. Um, something interesting is happening with the Los Angeles Clippers. It looks like Russell Westbrook is going to make a sacrifice for the Clippers. How much is that going to be able to help? We could do that coming up next. Stay right here. This is the Travis and Sleeve Show on 710 ESPN. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safe Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. <laughs> to reset, uh, <laughs> the Swift BI went after Travis Kelsey over the past <laughs> week and went back into his old tweets, pulled out a bunch. There was um, apparently no uh, unsavory tweets to be found, just some funny ones that kind of show his himbo character, which is lovely. I don't know, him feeding... <laughs> The squirrel bread, pretty strong. <laughs> I don't know what kind of bread it was. Peter might uh, Peter might have issues with that. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so uh, what we're doing though is I'm going to read a tweet, and I want you to guess whether it's my old tweet or Travis Kelsey's okay. old tweet. Got it. Okay. So far, we're, we're two, for, two, two. for two. Yeah. All yeah. right. So this first one's going to be 
Apparently, I'm a tree. Hashtag leaves. Uh, Clinton? I got it. <laughs> this is tough uh, because Travis likes to throw out the goofy hashtags. I'm going to go Kelsey here. I'm guessing that's somebody, him replying to somebody, perhaps referring to his inability to get open as a Cincinnati Bearcat as a tight end. Okay, Alan? I'm going Kelsey. Okay. I think that fits his personality, the randomness. <laughs> oh, you guys this. are tight now? Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know really well. I know you're, really you're, well. You're an expert. Uh, Jorge? <laughs> oh, with the crowd. Kelsey. All right. Oh, <laughs> the buzzer. That's wow. Fine. I don't know why. I have literally no idea why I tweeted that. Had we taken the elevator how, to a different floor uh, that day? I mean, how long uh, ago? Didn't how in long, high school. How okay. long ago did you send that out? That was 2010. 2010. So that wow, was, yeah. 2010. It was, Hashtag I was 14. <laughs> See, because oh in the previous God. one. By the way, how, yeah. how excited was she to hit that buzzer? I mean, yeah, that was that was solid. Just like, loaded that up suck. and okay. everything. I got, I, got, uh, I got another one, okay? Let okay. me just get, get it up here. Let's see. Uh, when y- all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Uh, Travis. Oh, sorry, not Travis. Travis isn't here. <laughs> I'm like, okay. I'm looking at the number one seat, and I'm automatically going Travis. Yeah. Alan. I'm going to guess. Oh, you're here. Go. Sorry. Read it again, please. <laughs> Can I get when, an alternate meaning? What are we at? A spelling bee? Come when on. When all you have is a hammer, yeah. everything looks like a nail. Give me an example. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Using Language of origin. <laughs> yeah. I'll go you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to guess Kelsey because you slipped up and said Travis. And I don't think it was because of the show host. <laughs> okay. No, I'm going to go with you. Yeah. That's gonna All be. right. So it was me. So oh! that is something I said. Okay. I got one more here. She double tricked you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> About to go goat cart racing. Ha ha. Hope I fit in the cart. <laughs> Oh, yeah, oh yeah. that's got to be Kelsey. That's yeah, Kelsey. actually, yeah, I know that Travis one too. Kelsey. That's a good one. But that he said goat cart racing. Goat cart, yeah. That's amazing. He also uh, he owns a car wash now, so the guy has a decent amount of car- love for four wheeled vehicles. Okay, keep those uh, coming. Those are interesting. There, I like 2010. Those. This girl's uh, that's right. That's Only deep. 14. She was that's, oh, at right. the time. Yeah, I guess that's true. I wasn't thinking about that. I hadn't taken that into account. Okay, so there's a story that came out. It's funny. We're having this conversation um, during crosstalk, super crosstalk. Ramona was in. Uh, John was in at the time. Mace was still had the day off, and we were talking about um, the Clippers. And this is before I think they lost again to Denver. And the conversation was, you know, what's going on over there? You got so much talent. Why can't they figure it out? James Harden comes out with a quote and says, "Guys, eh, so much talent. Okay, I, I, I'm getting ready to get in James Harden shape." I'm like, "Don't use that ever." Ever. In a That's sentence. not the James context Harden you shape. Want. Is my shape? <laughs> uh, my shape is not good for the hair like. Um, so I, one of the things that I, I think you start having the conversation of what are they going to do? What sacrifices are they going to make? There's a report from uh, Chris Haynes that came out today that it looks like Russell Westbrook will, he's reportedly not going to be in the starting lineup. Um, and it sounds like a sacrifice that he's making and it looks like Terrence Mann's going to work his way into the starting lineup. You and I have not got a chance to talk about the Clippers yeah. at all. What, uh, what what do you think of their situation, their predicament? They're going to be going into a new stadium next year. Steve Ballmer is obviously doing everything he can mm-hmm. to try to uh, bring as many stars together and, and have success. What, what do you think of their predicament? I actually think this is two separate conversations. I think what the basketball operation is doing is a separate matter from the grooming of the fan base, okay. the – popularity of what's going to be the arena 
the generalized existence in the NBA. Of course, it matters what the team does year to year, but I, I in fact, think that is a completely different conversation than anything that has to do with whether or not James Harden can get to the rack or not. That said, I'm not buying that the collection of the LA 90s and 2000s, 2000s and 2010s high school all-stars is a good way to build a basketball team. There was no world in which I immediately thought, well, this is going to be successful. Number one, because James Harden is a franchise wrecker. Um, and even if he's not meaning to do that, that's what happened. I mean, as soon as you saw him walking into that locker room, you can't tell me that wasn't awkward. was awkward. That video was very, very strange to there watch. There also is only one basketball. Number two, the idea of I am the system. Didn't love that. And again, not because I'm out here making fun of people's personalities. I just think that's an incorrect analysis of how this team is going to be able to potentially yeah. win games. And number three, this is the most obvious, I don't see your stars playing enough basketball, dog. Kawhi and him and Paul, they're not on the court. Mm-hmm. So we could talk about, you know, not, and this is the only sort of similarity to the Lakers in this situation is I don't need to talk about what ifs ever. Talk to me about what's actually happening. And what's actually happening with the Clippers is, I, you know, it's going to take a while to figure that out for, for Russell Westbrook to take a back seat. Maybe not a back seat. I'll actually say this differently. To take a leadership role in a different space, as in on the bench, and say that that's what he's willing to do, I think it's a very good development for them because it answers a couple questions. That said, Emily's of the belief that they'd like to hang a banner before they get into the new arena and all this and all that, but I think that is sort of the detritus of the existence of the Lakers kind of hanging over what people think the Clippers should be trying to do. I don't look at it that way at all. They're not connected. They're not connected, they're not rivalrous, and they're not even on the same path of anything, and that has to do with this. Certain fans of certain teams like to believe that winning is everything and the only thing because they prefer to talk about how much better they are than another city than actually the quality of the basketball. And that kind of skews your vision as to what other teams are doing that could have a different goal that doesn't even relate to what you like. Lakers fans always talk about it's rings or nothing, which is ironic considering the amount of rings that have been won in the last 20 years. But That's another discussion. The Clippers don't care about that. The Clippers are trying to get a space where people want to go. That's it. When you're building a joint next to SoFi, yeah. trying to create sort of like what we talked about before, yep. a Texas Live kind of situation, all their goal is is to have a product that is not something people are going to laugh at if they otherwise don't care. There are a lot of people that otherwise don't care where they go for some fun basketball entertainment, and that's what's going on there. So true. what's true. happening true. with the championship true. True what you just run? Said, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean yeah. on what Emily said more. 100% Bomber's trying to hang a banner. Bomber no had a press conference where he was bragging about the number of toilets, toilets. in the he facility. Yes. He is not concerned about whether or not the waggle action on the wing is going to be effective when Kawhi's so in the game. So can I ask you a question? Toilets! Why then go spend all your draft capital? Why then go try to get James Harden? Why then trade um, uh, Shea Gilgis and all the picks for Paul George? Why do all that unless your goal is – I think there's something about having SoCal because all these yes. guys are from Southern California. I think there's something to put butts in the seats. And you know what? We want our entertainment when we get to Inglewood to be as good of an experience as anybody else. But it's important for the Clippers. I really do believe this to also have – hey, we're also a winning franchise. I, I think that's important too. Yeah, I to, to an extent – I believe that is a very Lakers-centric view that larger NBA fans um, don't necessarily hold. But 
I also think that that was where he probably went a little too far from one realm into the other, and I'm talking about mm-hmm. Ballmer. Getting all a bunch of L.A. guys isn't necessarily going to make your team a championship contender. It might get butts in the seats, but I think the idea was if you can get the people that are connected to those players on over to the new building, yeah. specifically in Inglewood, then you've got a product. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the Clippers aren't trying to win basketball games. I'm just saying that if you told me that that collection of guys was a championship contender, I'd have been like, says who and why? Because I don't see those dudes on the court. I don't remember the last time James Harden was holding up a Larry O'Brien trophy. That hasn't happened. When they traded, when they brought Kawhi and PG in, that moment when all that went down, I thought, watch out for the sure, Los Angeles That was a Clippers. lifetime ago, though. Now it I'm seems saying. like it's just going like this. Right, that was a yeah. lifetime ago, though. And mm-hmm. what, what I mean is that like, I, I don't correlate as directly as many yeah. other people do what the success of that building is going to be mm-hmm. to the success of the basketball team. There's two different experiences, a lot of two toilets. different setups. A lot of toilets. A lot of toilets. Toilets! I, I need to know toilets. whether or not, and if this gets yep. too far into the realm, that's sure. fine. But How many are urinals? How many are stalls? How many? No. Like the, the wall, the wall between sure. urinals situation, yep. we need to know. A lot of questions. Are there barriers? Sure. Are there ledges on top to set the beer? Or do yeah, I got I don't know. But or or is it a, what I like to call a Harambe situation? Are we yeah. all just letting it all hang out? I have no idea. Is maybe it a they, trough? Maybe what are we doing? don't want us to know that. Oh, that's a big mystery. Until later. Okay. <laughs> um, the state of SoCal baseball coming up at 1145. Sure. Dodgers, Angels. I might have to mix in my Padres South, in there a little South bit in, as South well. South South LA. Um, we'll do that. Uh, but coming up next is Factor Cap. Stay right here at Travis and Sleeva Show, 710 ESPN. Okay, my picks are in. Uh, Travis and I have been talking about prize picks. We've been talking about how great it is to play before these games. Price Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Here's what makes it so great. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you just got to pick more than or less than on a two to six player stat projection and watch the winnings roll in. Here are my picks. A couple games, uh, obviously, tonight. I'm going to stick with the Lakers Blazers. LeBron, more than or less than 23.5 points? I'm going to go more than. Jeremy Grant of the Blazers, more than or less than than 23.5 points? I'm going to go more than. So I'm going to take 23.5 on both of those players. This takes literally about 60 seconds to put in your entry. That's why so many people are using prize picks. Like I said, it's number one daily fantasy sports app. All you got to do is go to prizepicks.com forward slash 710. And use that code 710 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Website one more time, pricepicks.com forward slash 710. Use that code 710 for a first deposit match of up to 100 bucks. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hey, guys. So, Slee discovered a left notebook from Travis earlier in the show today yeah, and yeah. this is um, like uh when Indiana Jones had the you know the thing to go through the caves <laughs> in Temple of Doom this is like finding that you've right got, you had to cipher it exactly. uh, it's a cipher so uh, I here, gave up here, I tried, I tried <laughs> oh you did not find the holy grail no, it, was like, it was hieroglyphic so <laughs> exactly. I'm you did here's not find one it. I'm just gonna do it real quick with you guys all right yeah. what is 
So this has been underlined, and then there's a star next to it, and that star is circled. Okay, so this is very important to Travis in this day. Uh, rock fight. Do you remember huh. that story? Oh, I do. Yes. Wait, uh, wait, wait, no. I want Alan to remember the story. Oh. <laughs> so, you two both used to have fights with your friends or uh, brother, or whatever yeah. it is. They would fight with rocks. Okay. I'm like, wait a minute. Throw rocks here. at each other. Throw right rocks. Here. So, yes. so, so. We're not throwing rocks at each other. Was weaponry allowed, seven? aka slingshots? I no, 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 no. Rock throwing. No, okay. Because yeah, the slingshot game is where this comes but into my childhood. Like David and Goliath? Put, yeah, you can't no. put rocks <laughs> in, a, in a slingshot. Yeah, We're talking well, about somebody's out for six months. Right, but you're not going for body. Sh- you're not going for like headshots. You're going to destroy property. That's what that's what that's. I for. can see that. Yeah, yeah. I can I, see I'll that. sprinkle more. The Emily, show. were you bang out a mailbox or two? No, I, I I gave you a layup. I Thank wanted you. you to make sure that you got that. <laughs> one. Is that a layup? Because to me, that was like a half court shot. <laughs> I was gonna say that was a heave. <laughs> it was that putt across <laughs> the entire Baylor floor. Um, okay, so uh, I've been swimming a lot more lately, and um, that's good. I. Last night, my cap was not on my ear all the way, and so I got a bunch of water in my ear. Uh, so that's always fun. No one really likes that. So you would rather have a pebble in your shoe at all times for an entire year okay. than water in your ear for an entire year. So again, this is you can't Ooh, just change shoes and there's no pe- pebble yeah, anymore. I hate these. It's, I think this it's is a pebble the entire year. You'd rather yeah, have that. Factor cap? Ow. Um, cap, I want water in my ear. I, I can't do the... The pebble in your shoe is... I, it's, I might as well just have my like my leg amputated. I, I can't. I can't operate. Nothing. Nothing is working in my head. I'm like that's all I'm thinking about. And I'm not saying that the other one's a better option. Right. I'm just saying that I I can't do the pebble in my shoe. You go for a hike, a walk, or this that. I'm pulling sure. over. I'm taking everything off just to get this pebble out. I it's- see. I think I don't remember which the premise was, but okay. So if you want the pebble, you say fact. Okay, I'll say fact, but here's why. I feel like I can mitigate the pebble better via my sock game than I can deal with the water. They're both awful, and I walk a lot. I walk everywhere, in fact. I would be. Are you but, trying to move the rock around? I, I, you know, I could find Stop a way to get foot. it somewhere. You know, you get a thicker sock. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Something that's designed your foot. for a skiing. Yeah. So it's just away from my foot so I can still walk. Water in the ear, unbearable. That would, dry, that would make me a crazy person. Right? I would, like, literally, I would not be able to deal. Easy. Water in the ear as well. I'm with Al on this one. It's the easiest way to deal with something. You, something it's you annoying. Forget, you forget it's there it's sometimes. Not, yeah, so, it's, it's the other one. You can also do structural damage to Yeah, I was going to say, that can also really <laughs> screw you up. You know, there's I mean, that too. You can get swimmer's up. ear. Have you guys ever had swimmer's ear? No, no? Yep. Nah. It's the absolute worst. My it, sister it was, was a lifeguard for... Ten years. I thousand percent have not been enough pools or any of that to to deal with any of that. It's a thing. All right. So uh, tonight I'm going to go see the uh, prequel for the Hunger Games. So it's called The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. It's a prequel that's coming out almost a decade after the movie started coming out. It looks fantastic. I read the book. Book was fantastic. It was written again almost a decade after the movies Mm. and the books were done. So I'm excited for it. It looks great. So you had a fantasy genre that you were really into in middle school. So I'm going to be lenient with the fantasy genre because obviously, like. I wouldn't say Hunger Games is a fantasy. It's more apocalyptic. Anyway, you had a fantasy genre that you were into in middle school. What was Uh, going on in our middle school? Fact, Star Wars. I currently am a host of a Star Wars podcast on the ESPN network. It's a big deal in my world. That was well before middle school, all through middle school, all through high school, up until now. It's still a thing. But I want to ask you quickly. I thought that movie was coming out online. I could have sworn I just saw something that said it was on Amazon Prime when I was watching that goofball game last night. Is it both? I don't think so. About about how about that? We'll get right back to it. About a week ago, we were guessing how many movies she's watched this year 
at a theater, correct? I've also watched two more this okay, week. Okay, so, so we're going to add to that total. If you had How to guess, have we not made this like a thing from our if, sales department, like movie you, nights with yeah, Emily? Yeah, yeah. Like, what are we doing? 100%. Yeah. Um, if you had to guess... How many movies have she watched this year, this calendar year? And it's this more calendar than, year. It's and it's November. more than Mason. So there's six weeks left in the season, in the year. So that's probably forty weeks. Season, I'll I say like seventy-five movies. Okay, it was. Uh, it's right now. It's forty-nine. Okay, so you were you weren't on the same clip all year. I'll see fifty as of tonight. Okay, I think, okay. I think he was closest. I, I did the math. We were all I had a, hundreds. I had oh, a yeah, big no, summer empty space because sure. there wasn't a lot of good summer movies. Dare I say? A blank space? Bam! <laughs> the, uh, the SAG did not help that too much. Um, so, Al, did you have a fantasy genre you were into? Well, I think the fact that I'm asking him of yeah. like so, what was so going cap. on during our generation, <laughs> it is Cap. I was not into Star Wars. Um, I, I was Star not, Trek. I was not into Star Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting looser. Star Trek. You can even get your, your, little, go- your little goons Game and goblins, Lord, Lord of the Rings or whatever. Throw me in that time in, when we're in middle school. All of those I was not into and never really got into many of that stuff. It's funny, Hunger Games out of nowhere I watched and I was like, ah, oh, this is actually pretty good. Well, they're actually good movies. They're, they, yeah. I'm like, this is pretty good, but I never really got into any of that stuff. I, so I was in Denver recently because yeah. I was in Boulder for uh, a story yeah. and Denver it, is the most Hunger Games yeah. looking place. Yeah. The airport it, well, the alone. The capital is supposed to be there. Yes, that's what I'm saying. The, the airport alone. Does, have you ever been to the Denver airport? Yes. What's the, what's the deal? Is it this deal? Three fingers? Uh, yeah, three yeah that's um, the one. If you remember, we did a show right before I was flying out there, and I think I sent yeah. a photo. Yes, Lucifer. Yeah. So I saw Lucifer. Yeah. I saw Lucifer yeah. again. Right. It was very exciting because <laughs> this time it was the middle of the morning, and so the red eyes were pinching yeah. through the darkness. Yep. It's it was crazy. great. Uh, when you pull into that, if you, so did you take the train or did you drove? Because your picture was from the side of the road. Next time you go, if you take the train back, yeah. you will literally feel like, you are in the Hunger Games because it pulls into the station. There's this huge like hotel like over kind of it. It's yeah, a, it's right. a, it's it's yeah. kind of spooky. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't have time in middle school for any of those because um, Eddie Jones just got drafted. Yeah, so you had to really Elgin chalk Campbell, talk that. There was a lot going on. Kennedy Rex Center. There was a lot going on. Yeah, same here. I'm not. I didn't get a, a lot into any fantasy stuff like that either. But since he mentioned Star Wars, there was a thing where me and my buddies would go to there because back then, you know, you go to somebody's houses to watch a movie, you rent the movie, blockbuster, you watch yeah. it at home. So my buddy was into Starship Troopers. And it was just—it's a cheesy movie. I don't care. Yeah. But it's uh, one of the dope movies. They fighting—they they fight bugs and roaches or whatever those bugs are. But I, we got into uh, Starship Troopers. Uh, just to give you an idea of how into Star Wars I was, so our old friend Tyler, who's the producer here, not the one in Iowa, he gave me the cases. For the DVDs of various Star Wars movies, mm. including the recent ones, because I just like the way the cases look. They're that dope. We took the took took the Blu-rays out of them. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> I can't, I don't have space for the cases. I was like, I'll put them up. I don't care. They'll it's be on like the having a bookshelf just like yeah, anything else. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm I am, all the DVDs. By the way, the name of the podcast, Never Tell Me the Odds. You can get that wherever you find good podcasts. There you go. Is there a YouTube component to it? There is not a YouTube component right. yet. It's a whole thing. Somehow, Papal Team returned. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, uh, one last one for you guys. Um, Ottawa has instituted, They it was named the best place to take a nap. And they feel as though- Best there's, place to take a nap, okay. Well, there's no nightlife. There's no life going on in that city for Ottawa, young people. Eh? So uh, Ottawa has instituted a job listing for a nightlife czar. That means that you're going to go try to boost the nightlife, give some oomph to the city for young people to come to want to live in Ottawa. So this sounds like a great job. Jorge, factor cap. Absolutely. My first thing that I would create, tacos and tequila. Let's go, <laughs> baby. <laughs> He's, we're, we've lost him. We've lost Jorge. He's opening up a new operation in Ottawa. Al? 
Fact. I would get the job and I would hire Jorge to do the tacos and the tequila. I'm not going to be the one with the best ideas. The The fact that this place is known for what it is known, which is without a nightlife, already intrigues me. Oh, right. I'm already That's interested. That's the draw for I'm you. I'm like, oh, this is, tell me more. Tell me more. So I'm not in that one. Maybe you they'll might, have deviled eggs. You might uh, have. By the way, you know what's funny? A lot of people are hitting me up on the <laughs> luggage room being good deviled eggs. And, and they're right about this. Barbecue spots. Barbecue spots. Bar- yes, spots that's, that's a good call. Eggs. Barbecue okay. spots yeah. do have good deviled eggs. Uh, fact for me, some would say the mayor of a certain city that's named after an apple is already doing this job. But uh, in D.C., they hired this person, and it was a big deal what the nightlife mayor like the rat was going to be. Yeah, you know, and so like, yes, that'd be a cool job. Especially in Canada, where it's reasonably safe otherwise. It's not like the goofiest place cold. in the world. It's extremely cold. I would never go, but be a cool job. All right, so two pieces of breaking news in the NFL right here real quick. So uh, this is from Adam Schefter. Joe Burrow is out for the remainder of the season. Wow. He has to undergo surgery. So that essentially tanks the Bengals season. And then also from Jordan Rodriguez, Rams QB, QB Matthew Stafford, and other key starters will return on Sunday. So Matthew Stafford, and I guess the other key starters are Ernest Jones and uh, Rob Havenstein. Okay. okay. So yeah. presumably right, but, we're going to get a Rams report from Emily later. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. let, let, let's do, we'll, we'll hit a little NFL. I actually want to talk about Matt Stafford, what that means to him coming back. Sure. And they're almost probably better off, in my opinion, losing. But we'll, we'll get into that. And then I, I want to get in the state of Southern California baseball. A lot going on between the three teams out here in SoCal. We'll do that coming up next. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeve Show, 710 ESPN. All right, so just to reset from the end of the last segment, uh, Adam Schefter announced that Joe Burr was down for the rest of the season. He has to undergo surgery for his wrist, and so he is out. The Bengals are without their quarterback. That's the second at AFC North starting quarterback to go down this week. Deshaun Watson went down early in the week. That's right. And so the Bengals are also without it, so that leaves – you know, space for the Steelers and the Ravens and the AFC North. And then also other significant quarterback injuries from this year alone in the NFL. It's Joe Burr with his wrist, Deshaun Watson with his shoulder, Kirk Cousins with his Achilles, Daniel Jones with his knee, Anthony Richardson with his shoulder, and Aaron Rodgers with his Achilles. Look at look at this for a quick second in the AFC, okay? Look how many – the Texans are the seventh spot right now in the AFC. They're 5-4. Five and four. Looking good. Colts five and five, Raiders five and five, Bengals five and five, Bills five and five, Chargers four and five, Jets four and five, Broncos four and five. That's seven Oof. through fourteen. Yep. Seven teams They're that are hunt. within one game of each other. In the hunt. Yeah. That's Sniff insane. Around. I, uh, I mean, you know, I that's think insane. that's that's what you want if you're the NFL on some de- oh, to I, some I, degree. No, I, but I at this stage that. of the year, yeah. you want a couple teams that have pulled out. And a couple teams that are chasing them, and a couple more that are hanging around thinking they have a shot. I do think the more interesting discussion as an aside six and three. I know the Steel the Steelers are legit. Um, is all these guys going down? Like I know they're fluky. Yeah. I get it, but like And there's not like one thing that each happened. It's no. not like it's like the turf no. for yeah, every single not, one yeah, of yeah, them. And it's, right and it's like at some you know, you're playing more games now, guys are getting more injured. It's right. just it's what do you do? Is there? Is I don't there know. It's also they're something, not going back in games. I'll tell you that. Yeah, but that's the problem. Emphasize the mm-hmm. importance of a good, solid backup quarterback. Okay, right. the the Rams saw this with Matthew Stafford. Yeah, that we put Rip, Rip, Rippin in there, and then you got to have Carson Wentz. Who, he's not the greatest, but he has been a starting quarterback in the league. Sure, sure. Josh Jobs was on the Browns up until August. Got traded to the Cardinals. Got traded to the Vikings, and then he's gone around and done well. It's just there's not that many great. Um, backup quarterbacks and is that a problem that there's not that many good quarterbacks so let me explain it two ways em number one 
the NFL used to exist at a time where having a great quarterback was the kind of luxury that brought fans to your stadium, sold you jerseys, but was not necessarily looked at as the say-all, end-all, be-all manner of how you built your team. Your backup was only your second-best quarterback. It wasn't the dude who's never going to get in. It wasn't the guy he's got to be training. It was just another guy. Joe Montana, Steve Young come to mind in this regard. Mm -hmm. Over the years, because of the rise of sort of one-man bands, I think of, let's just say, a Dan Marino. Also evolutions in the way we play quarterback. This is what I'm saying. Evolutions in the way we play quarterback have led to evolutions in the way we build teams. And so the value of a young, cheap quarterback versus – you know, being the guy for 10 years is more important or whatever than the value of having the most actual possible talent at that position. I think that as the game and the seasons get longer and the game gets more vicious, that's going to have to swing back a little bit where I'll take two guys that I know can both play Mm -hmm. over a guy who I think can play 10 years and another guy who's a question mark. That's me. And prepare both people to play. I'm with you. Because right now it's just you prepare your starter to be the starter and your backup gets Second-hand reps all the time, no question there, about there, it. There was also a I'm time with you. <clears throat> growing up, um, it was very common to draft a quarterback and sit him for a year or two. Yeah, that there wasn't this. You got to come save our franchise right now, and it doesn't. And, Don't and, get me started. And you're not ready, yeah. right? Like, and, and you're not ready at all. This isn't. This is a example, and it's not that it's the perfect one. But growing up in SD, <clears throat> excuse me, Drew Brees was a quarterback. Yeah. Eventually, um, the Lakers or the Lakers, the the Chargers had drafted Philip Rivers, but Rivers did not come in right away until Drew Brees had a bad injury last game of the season, I think it was, and the Chargers decided they were not going to pay him. Philip Rivers then got his opportunity. It's not the best example because those were two really good quarterbacks. A good example is the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Alex Smith was the quarterback. Mm-hmm. They drafted Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes only came in that first season and there were blowouts late in games. Yeah. He played four games that season. Alex Smith gets his leg blown to smithereens. Then Mahomes comes in. That model that you're talking about, to me, I think is what we should get closer back to. There's, but then there's also the Jordan Love of it all who sits for three years and then it's also, you still don't know if he's bad or not and then you realize he's But that's bad. on the Packers. You know what I'm saying? That That's 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 where it changes the team. Didn't they also draft him? Like, would you, they went way too high to draft they him. They shouldn't have drafted him there. Right. But it's not that everyone's going to work perfectly. Perfect, and I and I don't think that's the point I'm trying to make. I think the Rams situation is interesting because the Rams, Stafford's going to come back this week. I think that part of the reason why they maybe have not valued backup quarterbacks, I think they've also thought in their mind, if Stafford goes down, we don't have a shot of actually putting together a good season moving forward that maybe part of the strategy is, well, if he's not playing, we might as well lose games because it's in our best interest. I'll give you an example. Yeah. This weekend, Stafford's going to come back. If you're a Rams fan, you should not be rooting for the Rams to win this game. The difference of going being 3-6 and six or 4-6, and six, you might as well just start losing some games and, and go worry about your so draft So you're in capital. the late tank at this point. I am only because... They're not going to make noise. Like, Trav always says this, and I think it's the right thing to say. Even when Stafford was there, they weren't a lock to win games. Yeah, I right? guess that's true. And and they've struggled, and yes, part of it is because he's not there and they haven't had health, but they're also not that good of a team. The thing is, I just hate the idea of, specifically in the I NFL, it. I get it, forcing everything up to 
the kind of simulation effect. I say this all the time on TV. Quarterback is the worst coach position in the league. Guys come in and they expect them to be great, and then when they're not, they throw them away. Uh, very There's rarely, no development. Very rarely do you see development in the way that you used to see it. So for me, the idea of, oh, let's just tank out, let's see what happens. Y'all, bruh, players got to get better. And part of that happens in in-game situations. So I don't love the idea of just saying, screw it, we'll hope we'll find the next, let, for lack of a better term, Justin Herbert. You know what I'm saying? In the draft, that's a no-doubter pick. I, that's never been a smart football strategy to me, even if it has worked. I feel like the last 15 years of NFL football has spoiled us with the notion that franchise guys are just walking around colleges of America. They're not. Yeah. Right. We got yeah. a 20-year period where there were like 10 dudes. But then there's also like the Brock Purdy's of the world that could be drafted in the seventh round, but go into a really good organization coach and, like, scheme and get coached up to play well. He's in the best situation possible for him to succeed. I agree. Geno Smith. Oh, I think Geno Smith's having that Geno in Smith, Seattle. He's having a yeah. regroup, but like a Russell Wilson of a young quarterback comes in and is the guy and is still on the rookie contract to the point that you're making multiple Super Bowl runs, that ain't happening like that no more. I know that C.J. Stroud is having a great season. Don't get me wrong. Great story. Sidebar. But if they went to the Super Bowl, that would be very unlikely. Right. Sidebar, if you want to check out ESPN Daily, had a whole show today with Liz Merrill who wrote a story about C.J. Stroud. Okay. So that's, that's what I'm saying is that there are examples of guys being good enough to yep. make you feel like you have a shot. But in a season like this, where this level of 500 play is all over the place, there's no way that I'm tanking. Who knows mm. what could happen? You know, if you've got anybody and a chance, and by a chance I mean you're actually on the field, uh, to me, I really don't like the way a lot of NFL f- teams treat this. The idea yeah. of we can just pluck somebody out of nowhere, he's going to save our season, the commanders come to mind here too. It doesn't work like that. The, the most important thing to having your quarterback be as best as possible is your offensive line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, you're, if your quarterback doesn't have to get touched, most people look pretty good. Exactly. And if they don't, and, then and that's on them. And they don't have I agree. to be – listen, there's some quarterbacks that are just absolutely special. I use Purdy as a good example. There's so many things around him. Just don't lose games. I mean, and, you and saw when Trey Williams was out that, that he played worse because mm-hmm. he was getting tackled. Right. You think Kenny Pickett's the best quarterback in the league or even in the nah. division? No. That team is He's thriving. Worse. Yeah. 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 That team looks good. All right. State of SoCal baseball. <clears throat> a lot of conversations. A lot of conversations about um, the Angels. I want to get your thoughts on mm-hmm. the new manager. What's going to happen to Shohei Otani? The Dodgers offseason. The Padres are looking to potentially move Juan Soto. Some interesting, ha- interesting things happening here in Southern California. Stay right here. Travis and Sleeve Show, 710 ESPN.